Instead of trusting that God was going to give him Isaac, he, he went through a, like a surrogacy to try and produce a son in his own strength that would be the heir, that would be his legacy. When traveling through countries, instead of trusting that God would be his protection, he lied and called his wife his sister in order to try and protect her and not be killed in, so that other kings or other rulers could you know, just kill him and take his wife. He didn't trust God. There was something in his relationship with God. There was a wall there that needed to be broken. And a test was there in order for him to trust God and come through the other side. And the disciples, they faced these tests as well. More so, Peter would be tested similarly. In Luke 22, 31 to 32, we read this. Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you that he might sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. Peter, that impetuous, strong-headed follower of Jesus, was tested in his full resilience, his affiliation and service to his king. And the reality is this, that that wall that we face, it's ourselves. It's our sinful nature. It's our brokenness affecting God's purpose and plans for our lives. That wall that we hit is also his grace. It's God revealing that there's another level of submission for us. Now that word submission, it's, it's a powerful word and it can be even a triggering word for some. When we speak of it, yeah, we don't always under, we don't under always, we underestimate sometimes the depth that it calls us to in Christ. And as we learn to submit to God in whatever way he's asking, we develop that deeper maturity in Christ. And maybe you've experienced that. Maybe you've hit walls in the past where God's called you to surrender something, to surrender whether it's an idea of what the world would look like and what you would look like in the world, or whether it's a stronghold in your life that you've been holding on to, something in the world that you thought you could manage to hold on to while following Jesus. And tests come, walls come that ask you, what are you going to hold on to? Where is your trust going to be? It's in the darkness of those moments that God is actually there. His presence is waiting. It's a light in that darkness saying, come, follow me. Put your trust in me. Surrender it all to me. Just like Mike talked about, feeling God call him back to the church, call him to be a part of family, and then through baptism, call him to be a part of the family of God in such a deep way that it would change his life forever. We all hear God call us in these ways. And it's often not just one call. It's not just a one and done call of saying, yes, come, come to the kingdom of God, come be baptized. And then 
do whatever you want because you're here now. But it's a continual call to stay in submission, to submit even parts of our lives that we thought were already submitted. What has to die in that place is our flesh, our immaturity, the shallow things that we've been taught or led to believe that aren't really true of God. It's in this place that we develop our faith, our following Jesus, no longer built on others. And if we can, if we allow ourselves to go there, we can discover a few things. First, like I said, how strong of a hold God has on you, that he is faithful, that he will be there for you, that he will walk you through every situation that you're going to face. He doesn't always make an easy way out of it, but he promises that he will be there with you through it so that who you are in him is fuller and more mature and understands our reliance on him even more. And the second thing is that you'll, you'll realize what else in life that you are strongly holding on to that isn't of God. What is holding you back from freedom in Christ, from complete submission to him? Those two sentences don't often feel like they should go together. Freedom in Christ complete submission to him. But they're intrinsically tied together. You can't have one without the other. We can't feel the freedom of being free in him unless we fully submit to him. God would not allow a hand to be laid upon Isaac, Abraham's son in that moment. He provided a ram in the thick. Yet when it came to his own son, to atone for our sin, to cleanse us from all iniquity. There would be no last second substitution. There was no other way. And when Satan shook the disciples to see if their faith would hold, there was no easy way just to get out of it. But Jesus interceded on their behalf. Today, the cross doesn't remove the mysteries of life, of the why God moments. Why is this happening to me, to us right now, right here? Why do we have to walk through this in this way? Those, those moments aren't removed from our lives, but the cross clearly shows that when it comes to our salvation, it is finished. When it comes to who can, we can trust in, it is finished. It's Jesus that we can put our faith and our trust in. You will go through dark nights of the soul. You will hit walls. But remember, you're not alone. In a world where all of our images on Instagram or Twitter or wherever, they're all filtered, airbrushed. They're all whatever now, AI, made up, not even real. They're sharing half-truths, projected images. Jesus invites us to something better. Because Jesus alone, even in those darkest moments, he shines. John 1.5 says, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. 
Church, we live in a dark world. We live in a dark city, but the darkness has not overcome it because the light is here. Jesus is here. Today, as we close and reflect, I would assume that in this room, there's a full spectrum of where people are in following Jesus. I would assume that some have seen dark nights of the soul recently and have experienced that and have gone through that. And some are probably right in the middle of it. And some are probably just about to hit it. I would assume some of us know the strongholds that, that we've overcome. And some are very clear on what they're holding on to that God really wants them to let go of. And in this moment today, I want us to reflect on where we are with God. That what we want God to do again, the faithfulness of God that we just sang about all morning, how he was here for us, how God is faithful to do what he promised to do over and over again. In these moments, as we reflect together, I have two questions for you. or two comments for you to think through. I hope that you correctly identify what has a stronghold over you that shouldn't. What potentially is a stronghold over you that shouldn't? But more powerfully, I hope you see just how much God has a hold on you too. Just how much God loved you, loves you, that he would bring you to these places, these walls, to help you go to deeper levels of submission with him. Because his relationship with you, provided through his son, introduced by his spirit, is the most meaningful relationship that one can have in this world. And today, on the way in, you're just given a little piece of paper And I invite you today, this is your invitation today, is this. Uh, No pressure. You don't want to do it. You don't have to do it. You want to partly participate today. Do part of it now, part of it later. You can. But I want you to, I invite you to do this. I invite you to write on this piece of paper whatever stronghold you feel is, is holding you back. Whatever pressure whatever attack of the enemy, whatever hurt, whatever habit, whatever hang-up is something in your life that you feel is keeping you from being able to go further with God. Whether it's big or small, whether it's generational or it's brand new, whether you've seen it in your family line for three generations or whether this is something new, uh, write it down. Today, we'd love to see you stand firm in the knowledge of who has you firmly in his hand. We'd love to see you have the freedom in Christ that you may have never experienced before. Maybe it's the lies the enemy tells you about who you are and what you're worth. Maybe it's hurt or pain, brokenness that leaves you afraid to fully give yourself to Jesus. Maybe it's habits that once helped you cope but now keep you hostage. We invite you to write them down now. 
In a moment, we're going to sing a, a song, I Speak Jesus, because we want to speak Jesus over our circumstances. We want to speak the power of Jesus to change our circumstances, not the power of this exercise, but the power of Jesus to change who we are when we meet that wall moment, that dark night of the soul moment. And as we sing that song, we have two buckets of water up here on the front. And what I'm inviting you to do, if you want to in this setting, is to take that paper, you can fold it up, nobody will see what's written on it, and come and drop it in the bucket. Because the water, this paper is water, like it dissolves in water. It'll just disappear in the water. You, there's little tongs there, you just hold it and just swish it in the water and you'll watch it all dissipate into nothing. And it's just a physical exercise to represent what we want God to do spiritually in our lives. That the strongholds we're facing, the things that are in our lives that maybe we have a hold on or have a hold on us, we want to say, God, I'm done. I want to pass through this wall. I want to be on the other side with you. So we invite you to bring them during the song. As they sing, you can come and bring them up to the front and put them in the water here. If you don't want to do that here today, write them down, take them home, put them in a sink or in a cup and, and just watch that and pray that as you do that, God would dissolve those things in your lives. The strongholds that are there would become freedom moments. We'll sing this song to speak the name of Jesus over what we're facing and see freedom. Because John said in his gospel, because who the Son sets free is free indeed. Is free indeed. We don't have to live in bondage to things. We don't have to live under the stronghold of things. Christ died to set us free. But sometimes it's an act of surrender on our part because it's us that's holding on to it. Hurt, pain, whatever, even the habits, we're holding on to it, and God is asking us to surrender. So as I pray, I'll invite the band to come back up and we'll sing that song, and that song will be a moment. You can sing along, you can declare the words of the song, you can come, swish them in there, watch them dissolve, and just... Do it in a timely way so that people, other people can come and follow you and do the same thing. But we just want to speak the name of Jesus over these problems, over these issues, these strongholds, and declare his freedom in this place, declare his faithfulness to bring healing and wholeness and be with us through everything we face. Let's pray. God, we just thank you that you are the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. You are the same God who challenged Abraham to lay down strongholds in his life to fulfill the promise that you had for him. You are the same God that allowed Peter and the disciples to be tested so their faith could be tested so they could lay everything down at your cross to follow you. And you're the same God today. You'll allow tests and trials and tribulations so that strongholds in our lives, things that we're holding onto that are not fully of you, can be laid down, can be destroyed, and our submission to you can bring fullness and freedom in you, God. And help us grow and 
and that emotional maturity and spiritual maturity in you. So today, God, we write down on these pieces of paper what we know you can break, what you can help us walk through, what you can help us overcome. And we do this exercise as a step of faith. There's no power in the exercise itself, but there's power in us coming to you and submitting to you and what you can do in our hearts, God. We thank you. We speak your name into these places, God, because it's by your name that we are saved and it's by your name that we are free. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you.